gents man this is a well first of all you get the horn show super bowl countdown show this one uh we're just gonna be very upfront i'm just gonna i'm just gonna lay it out for people straight <laughs> we, there was a lot of straight. hype there was a lot of hype leading up to this episode <laughs> uh a whole lot of hype we were very excited about this uh not just because it's our super bowl countdown show but we were supposed to have a very special guest for our Super Bowl countdown show. This, I mean, again, when, you, when you're looking for a, a guest on a Super Bowl countdown show, it makes an awful lot of sense to be able to have a Super Bowl champion on, and we, we had that. College football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, Bryant McKinney, on the show tonight, you get the horns, Super Bowl countdown show. Unfortunately, just like prom night, he ain't showing up. <laughs> Uh, there is not uh, Brian McKinney's not going to apparently be on the show tonight. We're waiting to waiting to find out. Apparently, something came up. Uh, we're waiting to see. You know, so again, he could possibly drop in at some point, but uh, at this point, we 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 don't know that to be the case. So we're just going to proceed with a McKinneyless Super Bowl show tonight. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some fun without him. We're gonna give him a we're gonna give the people a show. They're gonna be happy. That Brian McKinney wasn't a part of the show. You know that's what? Right. They're going to say he would have detracted from the show. That's it. They would have <laughs> said if Brian McKinney had been on the show, it just wouldn't have been that good. You know, yeah, right. that's the kind yeah, of show right, we're going right. to give today. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, we're coming oh, in God. fired up. We're coming in fired up. <laughs> we are. I mean, I think you know, true full transparency. We all kind of feel like, <laughs> but, but we're going to get through it. And uh, and we're going to turn that frown upside down, and we're going to get the, we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to have some fun. So this is going to be it's going to be a me. good time talking that. about the Super Bowl. Going to talk yeah. about uh, a lot of different things leading up to it. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So we will uh, not be talking quite as much as had previously been planned about the career of Bryant McKinney. Uh, mm-hmm. so I won't feature prominently in tonight's episode. We may reference it, yeah. but uh, in general, uh, this is mainly going to be Chiefs, Eagles, uh, Super Bowl talk and not 2012 Ravens Super Bowl uh, with Bryant McKinney, <clears throat> even though T-Rock, you and I were both at that Super Bowl. So we could uh, we can talk about yeah. it. We may reference that. Wow. McKinney's McKinney's reputation has clearly took a hit uh, yes. by standing oh. up the the you get the horn show. Uh, mm. This doesn't bode well for you on social media. No. <laughs> no, and honestly, I mean it's a great point. Uh, people, listen, give the guy a break. Like, uh, don't go too hard on him. I mean, we don't know what what right. happened, right? So right. we, we want to have like no death course, threats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know there's a lot of rage out there right now, <laughs> and sure. it's not that we're immune to it ourselves. But just you know, let's. Uh, Let's just uh, we're gonna hope yeah. we're gonna hope for the future that maybe maybe there's a chance at reconciliation between uh, here us here at the you get the horn show and Bryant McKinney. So uh, Bryant, fly right, buddy. We might have you back on. We might give you another yeah, chance. That's, that's, that's right. it. I'd like that's to right. hope that uh, you know the reason he's not on the show is because he was saving some kittens from a from a tree. That that's mm-hmm. that's my hope. You know? <laughs> that's 
or some elderly fun. folks from a burning building. Right. Still don't yeah. know why that would be more important than being on our show. I was going to say, but that's the <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of kittens uh, or elderly sure, people. No. So I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Brian. So here we are. Here we are. Um, so Super Bowl this weekend. Chiefs. Eagles. Let's talk a little bit about that. What are you guys feeling? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, who, who's going to end up winning the Super Bowl? Let's just we get a lot of uh, betters, you know, watching the show. A lot of people want to put mm-hmm. a little bit of money on it. Uh, people that play the ponies now they decide they want to go ahead and get in on Super Bowl action. Let's tell the people how to win some money. Who should they bet on? Who should they take for the Super Bowl? All right. Oh, Chiefs are man. getting one and a half, right? So that's is that is that surprising to you all? The Chiefs were actually getting points. One and a half. Huh. Good question. I mean, yeah. I think they're they're a more proven commodity. I would you know, think so I, too, right? I, yeah, hard to bet against them. So, I mean, I yeah, it just doesn't doesn't really make a lot of sense in my mind because I feel like they should be the favorite. Yeah, uh, I think it, it maybe the health issues you know could could uh, For sure. come into play with that. So that, that that's the only thing I can come up with. You're right. So I think what uh, Nicole Hardman's been already rolled out, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Juju is there's, I mean, there's like one questionable when I looked today, it was like one questionable for the Eagles and like five questionable yeah, they're healthy. for, yeah. So for yeah, sure. Now, so. now the chiefs have, uh, they've activated Edwards Alaire. So, I mean, will that make an impact on the game? Uh, you know, yeah, I'd love to see how many, uh, you know, what he'll get. I mean, he's more effective probably in the passing game, but I mean, you got Isaiah Pacheco that's, I mean, essentially taking over that role, right? I mean, I, I, I come off season, I, Rising. you know, is Edwards Hilaire even going to be there at that point? <clears throat> is he going to yeah. be relegated to backup if he does come back next year? So, um, so yeah. Uh, one thing I found very interesting was, um, you know, the Eagles O-line is number one right now in the NFL, but the Chiefs are number five. So two very good offensive lines. Yeah. The Eagles D is um, their pass D is. I mean, their D overall is just amazing. But their Eagles uh, pass defense has only given up one three hundred yard passer this year, and that that was actually Dak Prescott. So you figure that's more in division game, uh, and they've yeah. held fourteen of their seventeen opponents under two hundred and twenty one yards passing. So it's kind of one of those things like. What do they call the immovable force meets the, right. you know, whatever, you know, so it's going to be an immovable object, object. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, that's something has to give you would assume. Right. I mean, I, cause you don't really see at least the chiefs run game taking over that. I mean, you could, I mean, theoretically see the Eagles run take over, yeah. but I, a lot of I don't screens. see the chiefs. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of screens and stuff like that. Their past games will be their run game, but that stuff. So, yeah. So I mean, so it seems like you're saying it seems like the Eagles are built perfectly to win this thing, Whew, man, to be able to stop a Mahomes. You would think, but then it's still what Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, so he's it, it, so you're going to have Mahomes who's going to be playing in his third Super Bowl already, right? It's in it's five impressive. years, third Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it, that just really goes unsaid. I mean, it, it, this is his third Super Bowl in five years. This is Tom Brady level, right? I mean, right. we haven't seen this uh, yeah. in, in since Brady. You know, we haven't seen a, a player get to the Super Bowl this often, this quick, right? 
and this is going to be Hertz's first Super Bowl. So I, I, you know, as always, it comes down, I think, to quarterback play, but more so, I think this game is going to come down to how the quarterbacks play. So here's what I'm curious, and maybe you guys can, you can jump in on this. If, if the Eagles get down, let's say they get down by 14, can Hertz throw them back into the game? I, I I don't think at this stage in the game that we can bet against it with a healthy AJ Brown. That's it. AJ is the difference maker there, right? Yeah, it's it's. I so, mean, that's been such an impact for them. Uh, it just unlocks a whole a whole other dimension of their offense. So, yeah, look, I don't think it's like it used to be, right? I mean, I, I think if they get down, they're not out, and um, no, I, I know those, that they have more of the ball control offense, sure. but they can they can come back. But then even their run game, screen game will still get them huge chunks, right? So it's not like 14 down, they're going to not run right. the ball. So they're still going to be running the ball at that point. So, yeah, that's good. Um, I'd be shocked if they, I think, if, if the Chiefs got up that quick. But, you know, it's possible. It's Is, is, is the moment too big for anyone on the Eagles? Like, we know it's not going to be for the Chiefs, right? Like, we, at least we don't assume so. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of those are, you know, players that have been there. So it, it's um, it's well, going to start. It should be a good game. I think if you start walking through it too. I mean, like, let's start at the quarterback position. Who's the better quarterback, right? I mean, look, they're both good quarterbacks, but I mean, you got to go Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, you just do. Do you argue it though? Do you say like, okay, Mahomes with a high ankle sprain versus a healthy right? Hurts? But I mean, is Hurts still dealing with the shoulder sprain? Is that, I mean, we presume that that's probably pretty well healthy. Everybody has a bounty on me. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, <laughs> right? So I mean, do we assume <laughs> that Mahomes is automatically just going to be the better quarterback at this point? I mean, more experience, right? I mean, an overall, yeah. yes, the better quarterback. However, right. Hurts does game. way more with his legs. The Mahomes yeah. could. I mean, Mahomes. Which and Mahomes didn't shifty. aggravate. He didn't. He didn't get worse with his injury. Like that game no. didn't. You know. So I, I think right. coming out of that game with you know without aggravating the injury, I thought was a huge win. Yeah. Uh, what did you sure. say their their offensive line was, Jeff? Did you say that for the Eagles? Eagles number one according to uh, one. research I did. Number one, and the Chiefs was number five, and then. Wow. The Eagles' pass rush was number one. They had seventy sacks on the year. The Chiefs were two. Um, so pretty even. However, the Chiefs had 15 less sacks than the Eagles did. So, and they were number two. The Eagles' pass rush is absolutely legit. I mean, that's yes, that's going to be they're going to make a big impact in this game. Um, but you know, if we go back, I think the coaching advantage is definitely with Kansas City. <laughs> that was yeah, bring that up. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, it is uh, the in terms of the. The obvious things, quarterback, head coach, those are advantage chiefs. Uh, you know, when you get into individual position players, do the the chiefs have a receiver on the level of an A.J. Brown? No. Nope. But also the Eagles don't have a tight end on the level of Travis Kelsey. Right. So uh, and, and, and that weapon, you know, they, they can somewhat neutralize themselves out a little bit. Uh, it's going to I think the pass rush is going to be vitally important. And can't take away from the fact that we saw that Chiefs pass rush in their game against the Bengals came up big as difference makers, Huge. and you didn't anticipate Huge. that. No. So if you can have a Chris Jones, uh, you know, having that that same type of a of a day again, 
you know, I, I won't be totally surprised if, you know, if the Chiefs pass rush isn't able to, uh, to impact the game as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hertz was, I think he was sacked 38 times this year, which was a jump. I mean, he sacked 26 times last year. And so, you know, Twice yeah, a game. Sure, uh, Joe Burrow was sacked thirty-eight times in three games. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not. Yeah, I'm gonna look yeah. that up. Right, not a ton. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, <laughs> but man, yeah, I, I think you could ask for a better matchup, right? Forty-one times. Forty-one times. So he he was only sacked three times more than Hurts. Which is crazy because he literally started out the season. I mean, I mean that Bengals D really started playing, or offensive lines really started playing well at the you know, middle of the year. They figured it yeah. out because I mean he was on pace to get sacked what six times a game <laughs> you know, through the first like, three <laughs> games. It was yeah. insane. So, but I mean, I, I think this is a great, great matchup. I mean, on yeah, you you think like okay, with the Chiefs just with experience probably, but I mean. Eagles have just proved time and time again this year that they are just a well-coached, you know, they just play really well. So, man, it's a toss-up for me. And obviously, I think betting lines, you know, with the Chiefs getting one and a half, I mean, tells all you need to know, too, that I mean, yeah. this is this is, should be an even game. Turnovers is going to be a huge thing. I mean, it's it, that's it, – I, I don't think you can be – and the negative in the turnover category and win this game at this this point this year. Um, this yeah. game. No, I yeah. think that's going to be huge. And you know, I mean, look, the other thing too is field goal kickers may really come into play. <laughs> I mean, points are going to be at a premium, one way or another, right? It's either going to be we would expect either a very high scoring game, in which case whoever makes the first mistake, whoever misses that field goal or misses that extra point or whatever, that could be the difference in a game like this. Or it ends up being a much tighter, more defensive game than what we anticipate. Yeah. And even then, those points you know, are going to be at a premium. So I think whether it's a low-scoring or high-scoring game, it, it, I think it's going to be tight. I, I would expect that, right? I mean, the, the Chiefs have the ability to come out and just make it like a track meet. And so you never know what could happen. Uh, but I, I, at the end of the day, I, look, I've been burned enough times. I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes. Spoiler alert, I'll tell you right now who I'm picking. I'm picking the Chiefs. It's not necessarily because I think they're far and away better than the Eagles because I don't think that. Right. But I just think the pedigree's there. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not betting against an Andy Reid. I'm not betting against a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, again, could be proven wrong, and uh, and that's fine. I'm not a fan of either team particularly. Uh, but I, I don't think you can argue with, with what the, the Chiefs are capable of doing. Uh, and and th the way they beat the Bengals. I mean, that was a warrior game. They could have folded at any time with the number of injuries and all the issues they were having. Yeah, I mean, they, they managed to stick that game out. And so if they could manage to beat the Bengals in those types of circumstances, in that, in that cold with all the injuries and everything else going on, if they could win that, then I'm not going to count them out against anybody else. Which they just didn't make the mistakes, right? I mean, like you look at what you look what the the Bengals did. They kind of gave the game away with some oh, poor play at the very end there. So, yeah. it, you know, if the Chiefs are able to go, yeah, we're just not going to beat ourselves, and we're going to set up the situation where you know a, a young Hurts going to the Super Bowl for the first time and Brown Super Bowl first time, and maybe you guys get some jitters, maybe make some just some some mistakes, and uh, 
And and Chiefs, I feel like they'll I think they'll they'll capitalize that on even on an even greater scale this game than they even did against uh, the Bengals. That's good. Yeah, I'm 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 very curious to see you know because I agree with you. I mean, we were just talking about that, right? The points at the premium. Who makes the first mistake? The Bengals made the mistakes most of the time. Most of the time, the Chiefs are not the team that makes the mistakes. Right. They're usually the team that takes advantage of the other team's mistakes. You turn that ball over, you know, on the wrong side of the 50, you make that one mistake, that one fumble, that one interception, you give them that one extra possession. In a lot of instances is all it takes. So the Eagles. So, so you're saying this is going to come down to the defense. To you're saying this is going to come down to the defense. I, I think that, like I said before, I think that the pass rush is going to play a huge role. I think the defense on both teams is going to be vitally important. I give yeah. the edge to the Eagles on the defensive side, 100%. percent. Uh, but I also think that one mistake, that one thing that they do, uh, the Chiefs will jump all over that, and uh, and there's a possibility that the Eagles, even if they, even if the Chiefs make a mistake, the Eagles may not be able to take advantage of it in the same way that the Chiefs are. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, man, because that Eagles offense. Man, they just, they're big chunk play guys, you know, like they'll get 15 yards on a run. They'll get, you know, 20 yards on a pass, on a slant. It, and if you look too, I mean, you would take Eagles pass D probably over the Chiefs pass D, right? Yeah. You would probably take the Eagles receivers at this stage over the Chiefs receivers. I mean, you got Devontae Smith and you got A.J. Brown going yeah. against, you know, at this point. Valdez Scantling and uh, Juju, right? Yeah. You take the tight end. Uh, you you would take Kelsey Hunter times over Dallas Goddard. Although Dallas Goddard is no slouch, he's probably a poor no. man's Travis Kelsey, right? Right. <sighs> I could talk myself into either one of these. Yeah. Who's got the better rush rushing game? I would have to give it to the Eagles, right? Miles Sanders. You got Jalen Hurts. What he can do. Um, you know, with the Chiefs, you know they're they're. You know, Pacheco played well. I mean, he's a rookie, though. Um, you know, you can get some yards with their screens. And then just overall health. Who's healthier right now? And the Eagles are healthier, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, yes. they're coming into this with virtually no injuries. And you've got a slew of injuries on the Chiefs. So, oh, man. Yeah, you hope this experience. is a fantastic game, right? Like, you yeah. hope this is just that game. Like, we're breaking yeah. this down, and it's even all the way around, right? Yeah. And then you take Mahomes probably over Hurts, right? Although It's the intangibles. I mean, yeah. Mahomes knows how to win a Super Bowl. He also knows what it takes to lose a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? So so he's been on both sides of this thing, and so can can he, you know. That's true. Uh, the experience, like, it, gosh, the experience it, for it is just With the experience Mahomes has, you know, yeah. coming off of that loss, which, I mean – Let's be honest, his receivers in that last Super Bowl that they lost let him down. I mean, that dude's like throwing sideways, right? Like he's he's literally yeah. you know, vertical on the ground. You're horizontal. Yeah, he's throwing horizontal and throws it right, right to the guy and he drops it. And you're just like, man, like his receivers did him no favors in that yeah. in that last Super Bowl. But you gotta think, you know, and then coming off the loss last year against the Bengals. He, you know, he excised that that little demon that whatever that was, right? And now yeah. he's going to the Super Bowl to take revenge on that. So, 
man, I'd never bet against Mahomes. I, 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 yeah, I don't hard to. It's hard to bet against him. However, I'm uh-huh. going to bet against Mahomes. Wow. I'm going to take the Eagles. Wow. Okay. Literally, I think it's going to be a one point. Like, I, I think it's <clears throat> what you said that is going to come down to special teams. It's going to come down to an extra point or it's going to come down to a field goal. And I think that's what, I think that's what it's going to be. This is going to be one of those, you know, 27, 24, 34, 31 type of a, of a Super Bowl. That's, that's well, let me I give am. you let me give you a little bit of info here, right? So uh, I'm I'm doing a little looking, and I want to share a couple things. The Chiefs uh, were seven and one at home, and seven and two on the road. The Eagles were seven and two at home, and seven and one on the road. So we're talking about just incredible tight matchups, and they're both winning no matter where. Yeah, the Chiefs as a team scored 496 points as an offense. The Eagles scored 477. So a, what, 19-point difference there? Uh, over 17 in, games, what, not even up, you know, a little over a point a yeah, game? Yeah, a point and a half right? a game, something like that. Yeah. The Chiefs led up 369 points, and the Eagles led up 344 points. So 25 points or so difference there. So a little um, over a point and a half a game. <laughs> yeah. And so now the difference comes in, right? So, again, we're in really tight range between the offense, the defense, you know, how many points, who's scoring what, and everything else. And then you look at it and you go, okay, but the Chiefs, if you look at their uh, schedule and you go back and you think who who they were playing against – uh, I mean, let's face it, right? They're they're playing against some tough, tough teams, and uh, okay, yeah, they play the Chargers in Week Two. Um, I, I'll leave out teams like the, the the Colts and the Cardinals, right? So it's like the the Chargers, the Bucks, Raiders, Bills, Niners, uh, Titans, Jaguars. You know the I mean the the Bengals. They they played some some high scoring teams, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so they they had some they had some 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 challenges, uh, you know, in terms of the offenses they were playing against. So it wasn't like they didn't, you know, they didn't play. And you know, we talk we talked last week about you know you got to look at who they played right and what's it. We're picking young quarterbacks as well, right? And talking about well, does Justin Fields have an advantage because he's in the a, in the NFC and he's he doesn't have the same difficulty of teams to manage to get through to make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, the same could kind of be said for the Eagles versus the Chiefs. There are certainly some tough teams in the NFC, uh, but let's face it. They got incredibly lucky last week against the Niners with those injuries to Brock Purdy and and every other quarterback. You're playing against a fourth-string quarterback in Josh Johnson. The Eagles should be in the Super Bowl. Um, But, you know, I don't know that they would have been there had it not been for those issues. That's true. But then you look at, like, It's tough because then you're like, all right, well, is it the resolve, you know, as Tim said, the intangibles of the Chiefs, right? They should have lost that game against the Bengals. They had no business winning that game against the Bengals. They had every single starting receiver out. You know, Mahomes is thrown to 10 different people. So they had no business being there either. I mean, they really should have lost that game. Um, You know, I, I don't know that that push out of bounds was that questionable but you know in a tight situation like that it's that's a tough call to make right <laughs> it wasn't like egregious where you know he's you know tackling him he just got you know it's kind of like a push but 
you know, even still the guy could have probably made the field goal. So it's, you know, there was still at that point, eight seconds left. So there's still a chance. Right. No one really talks about that. You know, at that point exactly. you do a 10 yard out to Kelsey or something, you know, get down timeout and then you still are within that range. Um, yeah. I think there's a possibility. Uh, they would have yeah. I just wanted to say though, on our, on the comments on the live stream here, uh, we had a, we have someone who's uh, watching us right now who said, uh, a couple stats that we haven't brought up yet, which were that both teams scored a total of 586 points as a team up to this point. Both teams, of course, won the same number of game uh, games. Both teams have lost the same number of games. And technically, of course, both teams have a Kelsey. Uh, one, one a little mm-hmm. bit more involved than the other. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he's going for the Chiefs. He says, it's a, he says it's an easy Chiefs win. He's predicting. He says it's easy easier Chiefs than we win. think. He wow. believes it's easier than we think. It's a Chiefs win, no questions asked. Uh, I'm going to uh, side with I'm going to side with this guy because you know Jeff got the Eagles, uh, you got the Chiefs. I'm saying the Chiefs too, but I'm I'm saying the Chiefs by like uh, by by 14 to 17 points. Uh, I think nice. I think it's I think it's going to be I think they're going to um, I don't know. I think you give Mahomes two weeks to prepare for a defense. And uh, I think he's going to pick him apart. And the other thing is, again, I just got to go back to it. Hertz was sacked 38 times. So he was sacked seventh most in the NFL. So it's not like he wasn't like under pressure. And and uh, and and the last few games he played, he wasn't imp- like he wasn't impressive. Like he wasn't throwing up a bunch of uh, of yards. Or and that's my concern. Like if you go down by 14, you go by 10, 14. Is it possible you can throw yourself into the game? Sure. But you yeah. also allow the Chiefs to go one dimensional at that point, and let me just double team Brown. And if we double team Brown, are you do you have enough weapons, and are you good enough of a quarterback yeah. to to use every other element you have to come back? Now that's all it's all hypothetical. Like, well, if they happen right. to be down, because you know Mahomes can come back. You know that dude can throw up twenty eight points in a quarter. Sure, but but can you have that same kind of comeback from from Hertz in the biggest game of his life? I'd love to go back and see, but I, I feel like the Eagles have made plenty of comebacks this year, right? So, uh, and just watching them play as many times as I did, I don't know why they were all, just always on, right? Um, because of the it, script. Yeah, because of the script. That's exactly what it was. But, you know, it, you say double-team E.G. Brown, but then now you've got Devontae Smith, who's going to be open, right? Yeah, no, You've true. got Dallas Goddard, who's going to be open. Um, now you're going to open the, you're opening up more in the, you know, running back passing game, right? I mean, you you got Miles Sanders, who's clearly better than Isaiah Pacheco, so and and can catch out of the backfield. So, ah, man, I, I, I could see it, right? I mean, uh, 14 to 17 sounds crazy that they would be able to, to win by that much. But, again, it's going to come down to, I believe, quarterback play. So if I had to just go strictly off quarterback play, I mean, like, like you said, I'm never going to bet against Mahomes, right? Like, but yeah. I think it's going to be way more than that. So, it, it if Hurts doesn't turn the ball over, which you know he's not prone to do that, right? I mean, he's like, I, what do he throw this year? Like, let, I, I don't. Did he have double digit interceptions this year? I don't. I don't think he did. So he does take care of the ball. I know he had 22 touchdowns. I don't think he had double-digit interceptions. I know he had 22 touchdowns. I want to say it was like six picks, uh, eight picks, something like that, nine. I mean, it was, Uh, uh, yeah, where I think Patrick had like 12 picks, and I want to say he had maybe six or eight. I I, I could be wrong, but he keeps – he's not prone to Yeah, six interceptions. 
six. 20, yeah. 22 and six. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. Oh, and then how uh, many you know, Russia? Yeah. That's what um, I'm looking at. Let's see. That had to be in the double digits. Three, four, five, I think six. I think I'm seeing six. Now let's, now let's see all here. And otherwise he had, what, six, seven hundred yards rushing this year as well? It's just an element that Patrick Third, Mahomes So 13 rushing count. touchdowns. 13 rushing touchdowns. 22 passing touchdowns and only six interceptions. Now, I don't know turnovers right. as far as, you know, fumbles, things like that. But the Eagles don't turn the ball over, right? Like, they're not the team that right. you typically can get to turn the ball over. Right. This just becomes is the Super Bowl a whole nother level, right? Is that just a whole different monster? Right. This isn't regular season. This isn't even playoffs. This isn't even, you know, NFC championship game. This is a whole other level. Is it that different? And are they going to be that nervous and that, you know, that, like under pressure that they think they can, that, that you're going to turn the ball over against the, the Chiefs? Well, let me so tell Eagles you were third. Here, so go ahead. Eagles are third in turnover differential. So plus eight. So we have uh, someone on the live stream here. Uh, kind of laying out their their thoughts on what this would be. And they're saying that uh, he actually thinks that Philly will have a lead in the game. So he's picking the Chiefs, but he thinks that Philly will have a lead. And he sees them getting tight at the end of the game. And, you know, that last two, three, four minutes of the game, uh, you know, Mahomes finds a way to do it. And he also said something we talked about a little bit earlier already, which is the – Sirianni staff, the Philadelphia coaching staff, versus Andy Reid's staff in Kansas City. Not only the head coaches, but the overall just experience of the coaching staff in Kansas City. You can't I mean, argue it. Everything that we can talk about Andy Reid, I mean, Eric bieniemy has been there for every bit of that success in Kansas City, and most of those other position coaches and things like that have been there. And when you look at that 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 newer Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, coaching staff there in uh, in Philly, it's a uh, you know it's a it's a different level of experience that uh, that that the Chiefs have. So there's uh, that that yeah. I think will play a big role. I know we talked about it earlier, but I I did uh, did want to kind of make that point since people were talking about that. And he also mentions the fact that he thinks that Andy Reid will run Pacheco into the ground trying to win this game. So going to be a lot of a lot of uh, Isaiah Pacheco running the running the ball on Sunday, at least according to to our to to one of our viewers. Well, as we said, yeah. you know the the pass D for the Eagles is is you know is fantastic. So if you're going to try to loosen up that D, what are you going to do? Right, you're going to you can't let them, you know you you can't just let let them rush four. Right, you you've got to spread them out. You've got to be able to run the ball. In that way, they're not double teaming. They have to respect the run. I don't know that yeah, Pacheco's going to get a ton of yards, but yeah, I could see it. I mean, let's run them twenty times and make them respect the run. It's yeah. it's not a bad it's not a bad theory. It's not a bad thought. I, I just it, it stacks up to be a fantastic game, right? Like uh, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's I, as I, evenly I, matched a Super Bowl as I can remember. It's like oftentimes we right. have teams that are somewhat similar, but also maybe very different. Where you're saying, "Well, right. who's going to win between that offense and that defense?" I feel like yeah. these two teams 
are almost carbon copies of each other. Yes, there yeah. are differences in terms of how they 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 move the ball down the field on the offensive side and things like that. But in terms of just statistically and what they do, it's such an even matchup. It's just it makes it so difficult to call. Yeah, I'd love to know. So what Brian McKinney edge thinks. goes to experience and coaching is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, we'd really like to know Brian McKinney's thoughts. Yeah. Um, Hmm. We'll find out. We'll find out someday. We'll find someday, out someday, yeah. One, yeah. one sweet yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. See if I have a voicemail from Brian McKinney telling me his thoughts. Yeah, he yeah. has a voicemail from me telling telling him my thoughts. So. Uh, all right. Uh, so so, um, you're, you're, so yeah. Okay, so he, this leads me to a question, though. All right. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to try to uh, put a little bow on this. So you, you've got, you've got the Chiefs by what? I'm going to say Chiefs. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. All right, by four. Tarek, you got the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to by... say Chiefs thirty-one, twenty-one. Okay, so we got them by 10. All right. I'm going to mm-hmm. go Eagles. <sighs> 27 24. Okay. It's going to be All a right. last second field goal that wins the game. And Brian Sounds McKinney. Like an exciting uh, Super Bowl. He's, he's picking. Uh, Brian McKinney's picking the Eagles. Uh, six to four. Six to yeah, four. That's what his, yeah. <laughs> That's really so, weird. Yeah, that, I mean, look, this looks like a really good Super Bowl, and it le- it leads me to a question. Very curious to get your take on, gents. <clears throat> if you were starting a team right now, would you want Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts as your quarterback if you were starting a team right now? As we sit as we sit here today, standing here right now, which quarterback would you want to start a team with? Okay, now do we have caveats with this? Go on. Are we are we talking about Mahomes right now with his contract, and we're talking about Hertz right now with his contract? Let's take contract out of it, but we are taking their age into it. We're taking their experience into it. You're starting a team. So I guess contract's not really in in play. You're starting a team. You're going to draft one of these two guys basically onto your team, or you're going to sign them. But you've got um, Mahomes has a lot more wear and tear on him in in an early career. Um, Jalen Hurts has certainly come into his own, but what do you, who, who, who do you pick to start a team with right now? You know, it's like it's a wear and tear argument. You know, you could, you think back to Jordan, you go, oh, he got a lot of wear and tear. It's because he's winning championships and going deep into the playoffs yeah. every time. So I'll take yeah. the wear and tear of winning uh, any day. So I, I, I don't know. Mahomes is a generational talent where I think you could look at a Hurts and go, you know, there, there are a few players that you could say are very similar. Uh, but I don't know that you could say anybody's similar to Mahomes. So, I, I mean, you, you could say, well, there's people that are excelling to maybe that level or hope I mean, you look at your boroughs, whatever, go, hey, he could maybe get there, but he hasn't gotten there. And so I think if you compare the two, got to go Mahomes. I just don't see how I could pick Hurts. 
Yeah. Could you make an argument? Could you make an argument for Hertz over Mahomes? Like, I I think you could make an argument with him if it was strictly based on contracts, right? Like if you're talking about a contract now versus his outside of that, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe overall athleticism. Sure. Like I said, I mean, you know, you built the team around him, right? So you, you built the team around having a strong run game, you know, uh, you know, and everything, having a great offensive line that can run block well. Yeah, I mean, you take my whole. I, I don't. I'm not even sure Eagles fans necessarily would would pick if they had a choice between. Hey, we'll take Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. Like, I, I'm going to guess if contract isn't an issue, I I would say Mahomes. Now, I'd love to make a case. So, Tad, why don't you make a case for Hurts for us? <laughs> well, look, I think the case for Hurts is uh, definitively in the type of offense a team wants to run. Right, and uh, yep. let's we can migrate some of this into Lamar Jackson, you know, and a comparison there, right? Where there's in a certain like that that, that Hertz has a dimension to his game that Mahomes does not really have. Not that he can't run the ball when needed, but that's just not a real dimension of his game as a quarterback. And so, you know, with what Hertz is able to do from that perspective, uh, you know, I think that certain teams would value that. Um, you know, I, I think that's your biggest one. I think you have a guy who knows how to win games. Uh, and I, I, I will say this as well. We don't yet know where Jalen Hurts' ceiling is. He's still Fair. improving significantly. I think yeah, he's got a better year every good year. Feel. Yeah. We have a for good sure. feel for where Mahomes' ceiling is, and it's here. I mean, which is insanely phenomenal. One of the, yeah. one of the greatest that we've ever seen. But Hertz is very early on, and I don't think we know. So I do think there's that element of you're buying low with a Jalen Hertz in terms of the span of his career, not contractually, but just like you're you're investing in a guy who's still very much developing, and I think that would be it. So you know what he has now. If you could support him properly, put the right tools around him, and know that he has only room to grow, and not only that he has room to grow and develop, but that he's actually been growing and developing. And that's yeah. an important aspect of this, right? We see players all the time that we feel like, oh, they've got a lot of room for improvement, but it doesn't matter how much room they have if they don't actually improve. He has taken those steps and made yeah. those improvements and really come into his own. And so I think looking at that, and, and even as good as he is and what he's done, he's still only threw 22 touchdowns this season. And, right. and so you go, okay, well, what's going to do? What's he going to be able to do as he continues to develop? He's only going to continue to improve. So I think it's not a strong argument because I would go Mahomes, but I do think that's, that's a big part of the argument. You have a guy who doesn't turn the ball over, who allows you to have a ball control offense. He has the ability to make the throws and he's continuing to improve. And we don't know how, how much better he's going to, going to get from here. So he's only thrown three, he's, he's thrown 19 interceptions in three years. So, I mean, that's impressive for Hertz. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then they don't ask him too much. Now, this is what we talked about, right? Yeah. Like you built a team around Tua, you built mm-hmm. a team around Hertz, and you said, okay, show us that you're the franchise. That's right. I, at this point, I think Hertz has uh, probably, I mean, solidified that, right? I mean, with all that said, again, you, you know, you, you're going to take, you're, you're going to take um, Mahomes, uh, I, I think. Yeah. 
I have a short-term memory here, uh, short-term memory loss, but I don't think we talked about this last show and we, we were uh, talking about getting to it, but I don't think we actually ever did. Is Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer as of right now today? Hmm. <laughs> yes, we. you're right. We did not get to that. It was on our list to talk about last week. Very, very good question. So we, Is we Patrick texted Mahomes about this. already a Hall of Famer? Like that's that's essentially the question, right? It's just it, right now, if he were to hang him up right now, meaning he does not even play in the Super Bowl on Sunday, he retires today. Is Patrick Mahomes already a Hall of Famer? Now let right, me so throw some, some stats stuff at for you. you. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yep, yep, go ahead. Yeah. All right, you you may you may be looking at the same thing. Uh, most wins is what we're talking about for your through your first seventy five games. Most mm-hmm. wins through the first seventy five games, Patrick Mahomes. Most passing yards through the first 75 games, Patrick Mahomes. Most touchdowns through first 75 games, Patrick Mahomes. Highest passer rating through 75 games, Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, you are, you're on lists with people like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and Dan Marino and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, no, he's not in any of those. Uh, Roger Staubach. Uh, he's literally not in any of those. Well, look at top five. He's not in any of those for top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first 75 games. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if you just, <laughs> if you just, he has other stats. Uh, that, but the point actually. is that, yeah, I mean, it, like if you look at those stats now again, but it, but is 75 games of a career. And I know that he's not, that he's played more than that now, but, right. but in general, is that a hall of fame career, right? So, Even Barry Sanders, who a lot of people say, Oh man, he hung it up too early. I mean, he still played what? hundred and, 50 games or something like that. I don't have yeah. it in front of me, but I mean, yeah. you know, so it, it is five seasons of football. Like we've never seen a quarterback play for the first five seasons of their career is five seasons of that type of high level play enough to put you in the Super Bowl. So Hall of Fame. Yeah. So oh, yeah. youngest Sorry. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Youngest to 10 career playoff wins. And you can guess who he beat out. Tom Brady, second quarterback in NFL history with 5,000 passing yards and 40 touchdowns with multiple. So he's had two seasons of 5,000 yards passing and 40 touchdowns. We have to presume he's going to be MVP, right, this year. Yes. I think think everything kind of quieted down at the end of the year. Like I said, I think, you know, we talked about this a couple shows ago. Like Mahomes probably had one of the quietest MVP seasons, right? even though he threw for ridiculous yards and, and, you know, touchdowns and everything. So presumably two-time NFL MVP. In five years. In five years. Two-time, if he wins the Super Bowl, and that's a big if, right? Uh, Two-time Super Bowl champ. He's already 58th in touchdown passes, right? In five years. He's already 58th all time. He's 84th in yards. As Tim said, he's number one in passer rating. 105.7 is his uh, passer rating for his career. And then he's number one in passing yards. Now, is five years enough um, to say a Hall of Fame? Boy, if he wins his second MVP and he gets two Super Bowl wins. we've I think we talked about this Um the only two-time Super Bowl champ not in the NFL or not in the Hall of Fame was um, oh, what was the uh, Raiders, right? Um, young blood, not young blood, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabler. 
No, I think Kenny no. just got in, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. I don't remember. Dave Castle. I don't remember. I don't remember who yeah, it was. It, 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 yeah, but, but I mean, there's only one player who's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, that's currently eligible, right? So yeah. we know Ben's going to go in. We know Peyton's going to go in. We know Eli's going to go in. So we know those guys will go in. I say yes. I mean, I say yes. Are you right? I mean, <laughs> it's insane to say, but he's already on a Hall of Fame. He's already got a Hall of Fame career. I mean, there are some people that would say, if you don't play X number, whatever that arbitrary number is, if you don't play X number of games or X number of years, you can't be a Hall of Fame player. Because, and, and, and I mean, let's also face it, Calvin Johnson, he made it to the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson. He certainly had a truncated career. He decided um, to retire way sooner than he needed to. Terrell Davis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people in there that have early careers. But none of them have been a five-year run, you know. Uh, I think what did we find the one, the one from like nineteen thirties or something like that. Um, gosh, Ernie something or something like that that had like made yeah. the Hall of Fame after like five years. But oh, uh, yeah. uh, Jim Plunkett, that's who we were thinking. Plunkett. Of. Oh, Jim Plunkett yep. of the Raiders, that's who yep. we were thinking of. Yeah, yep. so he's the only two-time Super Bowl champion who's not currently in the Hall of Fame. The quarterback, right? Yeah, right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, you, if you look at what Mahomes has done in every way, he has rewritten NFL record books. Yeah. And there's absolutely no reason to believe that that's going to stop anytime soon. As On long average, as they have that offense in place, yeah. Travis Kelsey, and think about the fact that he did what he did this year. Most people thought there would be a drop-off this year because of not having 100%. Tyree Kill. You don't even have a true number one receiver anymore. Nope. And it yeah. didn't affect him at all. There are some people that believe he could be a unanimous MVP this year. And so that's without a number one receiver. We talked uh, a week or two ago about the weapons that a Joe Burrow has, right? And so you give Patrick Mahomes a Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins and, you know, all these people, Taj Boyd, like all these people, Tyler Boyd, I mean, you 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 put him in a position like that, and he's thrown for 7,000 yards probably. Yep. I mean, now he's in a situation where his only real true weapon that's going to strike fear in the hearts of people is Travis Kelsey. Doesn't seem to slow Kelsey down, and it doesn't seem to slow Patrick Mahomes down. Exactly. So I, I just I see them only getting better, and I wouldn't be surprised this offseason. Just spoiler alert: wouldn't be surprised this offseason if you see a receiver come into Kansas City. Wouldn't be surprised at all. And. No. I'll tell you who I think is going to be available. I'm not going to say he's going to be in Kansas City, but I do think uh, we're going to see Keenan Allen out with the Chargers. Yeah, I already saw that. And there are a few teams, few teams that I think he could be a good fit for. Yep. Ravens would be one of them. Uh, Chiefs, I think, could be one of them as well. I don't, you know, I don't have their cap situation memorized, so we'd have to do a little looking into the cap side. Uh, but I think there there could be some opportunity there. Um, so yeah, I'm very very curious to see what the what the Chiefs do. Let me ask you this from a wide receiver's perspective. Uh, now to, to circle back, I'd say yes. I think he's a Hall of Famer. The average NFL career is three years, three point three years or something like that. So you've already, yeah. you know, surpassed your your average NFL career. Even if you if you play a sixth season, you play twice as long as the average NFL player. Sure. And if you've had two Super Bowls and two MVPs and and you've broken pretty much every statistical record at that point, absolutely. Uh, now, for for a wide receiver's perspective, let me pitch this out to you. 
is there a scenario when you, as if you as a, let's say top 20 wide receiver in the league, is there a scenario where you would not want to go to Kansas City? I can't imagine what that scenario would be other than the fact I just don't want to live in Kansas City for whatever reason. Sure. I mean, outside of that, why would I not so, want possibly the best quarterback in history? Well, one, I mean, pay. wide open offense throwing me the ball. Pay. I mean, one, I mean, you're, you're paying him half a billion dollars. So you're not going to make <laughs> as much true. money with Kansas City. So, right. Yeah. You know, so would you go, I'd be willing to take less to potentially. If you're a borderline, if you're a, a really good wide receiver, but you're borderline Hall of Fame capable, would you go, I'm going to take less money for a chance to win a Super Bowl and make it into the Hall of Fame? I would do that mm. for the Chiefs. Or would you go, I could make twice as much money going with the Bears or whoever else is going to throw a ton of money at me? And you go, and I'll just take my chances with uh, Justin Fields. I'll take my chances with uh, you know Herbert or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I imagine it depends on the wide receiver, but that, I was just curious about that. Yeah, that's tough. Did you already get your money? Did you already? Um, is this going to be your you know time to get that huge contract? I, I never blame any receiver or any player going after their money, right? Like absolutely. You, like you said, you play an average of three point three years, make your money, right? But man. Like someone like a Keenan Allen, who's already been through that and has gotten his contract. Like, is yeah. he now, okay, let me now cement a legacy, you know, let me go and try and become, you know, because I would put Keenan Allen, if healthy, in that borderline Hall of Fame conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So do I now go and try and cement that hall of fame legacy? Yeah, I, I would think so. But yeah, I could see, you know, if you're up for, you know, a huge contract, I don't, I don't know any, you know, receivers nowadays are, you know, like they were like the old running backs. Like you, you just didn't, you know, they never got away from the team. Right. And it happens, but most, most, of the time you're going to try to lock up your receivers, um, especially, but you know, what happens, you know, Tyreek Hill left this year for money, you know, there, yeah. there's an example. Yeah. So there's someone who said, Hey, I can make more money in Miami or, you know, uh, I can go out on my own and, and uh, you know, create my own legacy without, without him. And that could be something too, right. You know, Tyreek was more of like, let me show you what I can do without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But oh, man, if I was yeah, a receiver, I mean, no, I wouldn't want to play. <laughs> Patrick money Mahomes. makes the world go round, right? I mean, we we see it, and fans of teams always want to think like, oh, well, this guy, you know, hopefully he's going to take a hometown discount to stay yeah. with. Him. They don't do that. They don't no. do that. Well, they're already Nobody talking about does. Joe Burrow doing that, right? Like that's the right. whole talking in Cincinnati is that he's going to be another Tom Brady who takes less. And I'm like, I, I, I why? There's nothing about don't that see it dude. <laughs> There's nothing right. about that dude that says you're going to take less money. No, no it's yeah. wishful thinking. And, and look, yeah. I, and, and that's, again, not a knock on him, right? We, we, don't, we don't criticize players for wanting no. to take money. It, it's, it's their job, right? So you should get paid well to do your job. But the, the reality is the question, if I understood it as you framed it, Tim, was if you are a receiver, would you take less money that you, than you could earn otherwise to play with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Yeah. And then if that's the question, 
you're not taking half as much, right? Maybe if it's, you know, you might take a, a small discount in order to be able to make it happen, but you're certainly not going to take a, a huge hit on your income. We've just never, ever seen that happen before where a player says, yeah, absolutely pay me half as much because I just want to win, right? It's like, that's that's ideal, but it's always wishful thinking. It never ends up happening. Um, and one thing too, just, just so you guys know, and, and of course there's lots of things still to change, but the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs coming into next season right now are number 14 in the salary cap. So they're dead middle of the league hmm. uh, as it pertains to their salary cap situation. Uh, they are $11 million under the cap currently. So I mean, it feels like you could put any wide receiver on that team and, yeah. and Mahomes. Well, and that's what they did, right? That's what they did this yeah. year. Yeah. You know, they, like, they brought Juju in on the one-year prove-it deal. You know, I think they paid him, what, $9 million, something like that. Same with Valdez Scantling. Like, they're bringing all these guys in on these one, two-year deals. And there are. They're just throwing they guys rotate around. around. They're just rotating them around yeah. them. So, yeah, they he is that kind of guy. Here's another question. Is it Patrick Mahomes or is it Andy Reid? Right? So, we had this whole, is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it going to get That's down fair. to... At some point in his career, the same way, you know, I don't know if Andy's going to be around that long. I mean, if Andy wins another Super Bowl, I, I don't know. How, I mean, is he a lifer, right? Is he going to be around another 10 years uh, of, right. uh, of Patrick's uh, career? But does it get to a point where it's like, all right, well, let me now go out and show that it's not Andy, that it is me. So, I, you know. Because you think, you know, you, you would say like, oh, if he played for the wall, you know, what if the commanders had drafted him, right? But right. we've seen many a quarterback come through there and, <laughs> and flame out. How would they have done? You know, is it just Patrick is that special or is how much does Andy replay factor into that? So, yeah. Where do you think, yeah. guys, here's, here's a question for you. Where do you think that Andy Reid fits in in the hierarchy of NFL coaches Today, we won't, we'll talk about all time in a minute. Today, where does Andy Reid rank among NFL coaches, current coaches today? I mean, could you put him any lower than two? I mean, he's got to be one, right? We're talking about current well, NFL coaches. But you're saying Bill Belichick's not number one? I mean... You're saying today. Right now, today. Saying, so, so I'm based, saying so, yeah, I'm not saying historic, like... All coaches I mean, of even, all time. I'm even historic NFL coaches. He's top. He's got to be in the top ten. I mean, probably higher than that, right? I mean, you probably have to have a look. That, but yeah. how many how many straight you know NFC championship games did he take the Eagles to? And he took them to a Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb just was out of shape and was throwing up all over the field, right? <laughs> so should have already won a Super Bowl. This will now be his third Super Bowl with the with the Chiefs, taking them to five straight. I mean. <laughs> He took he took the Eagles to what at least five straight. I, it might have been more than that to the championship NFC Championship, game. right? Yeah, yeah. And now he's taken another team to five straight. Yeah, I, I mean, as of right now, yeah, he surpasses Belichick, right? I mean, I think we may have answered that question: Is it Brady or is it Belichick? Maybe it's a little unfair, right? Uh, I mean, you know, but Belichick. So you're saying then, as we stand here today, Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL. If you were to start a team today, we'll go back to this. Who is your coach? If you had a choice of any coaches, who are you picking? 
you know, you, you know, Harbaugh's up there, Tomlin's up there, but yeah, uh, you know, you know, someone like McVeigh, who's you know, you know, but we've seen what happens when you don't have the draft picks, right? You know, and and injuries play a factor. Now you don't have depth. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid's my choice, so I would, I, I think he's number one in my book. I, I, I think he's the best coach right now in the NFL. Nice. Yeah, and he he's shown that uh, he the schematically he knows, you know, he he just knows how to manipulate defenses, and he knows how to how to position okay players to to be to to be in places where they can make great plays. Doesn't I mean it doesn't hurt that you'd have Mahomes who can throw sure. you know around his back blindfolded and hit a receiver in the hands eight times out of ten. Right. But I mean, you also have McNabb, you know. So you've you've proven that you can you can scheme with the best of them to give yourself the the best possible advantage against very good yeah. teams. Yeah, Alex and, Smith. Uh, and, and I mean, he had Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Look what he did with Alex. I mean, he made out. Yeah. You know, he made Alex a and lot of money. And it's consistent. I mean, it's year after year after year he puts his teams in positions to be successful. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd say he's number one in in today's game. If you're going to build a team, I mean, he's a player's coach, but he's successful. I, I mean, why not? Yeah. Okay. What do you say? Look, it's tough, right? I mean, I am a, an Andy Reid fan. For sure. I don't know. I'm curious if there's recency bias. Because we've had two years of the Patriots not being very good. And again, though, Mac Jones is no Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult because I've, I think that like Brady, like I don't feel like Brady's the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. He's the winningest quarterback. He's the best winner. But in terms of sheer talent, I think there are many, many players ahead of him. I mean, I could run through a number of them, you know. So I don't think he's the most, like, I'd take Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's a strong argument to be made that that, that Aaron Rodgers is more talented quarterback than Tom Brady. And, and, and you could go through a number. So... So for me, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit nuanced because I feel like, uh, you know, Andy Reid is incredibly good and and I'm a big fan of his. I think the Belichick thing right now is, you know, a few years ago, like we're, we're saying essentially somehow he's dropped off. And if I think the argument for him dropping off is also that he hasn't had a quarterback, then I think that that makes it pretty challenging. I don't know if they didn't have Mahomes. I don't think like if 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 Mac Jones was the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, I'm not sure that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl right now either. Well, could could so if we look at if we look at just uh, the historical side of it, what was Belichick before Brady? Like it, with the Browns, oh, it's the Browns. It's the factory of sadness. But he's only had success with Brady. Where if you look at Andy Reid, you're like, well, you've had success with three, four quarterbacks that, and, and a couple of them arguably you would say weren't very good, maybe talented uh, less than Mac Jones, and somehow you've still you've still propelled them to great. And with Belichick, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, 
when Brady won his championships, he never had anything less than a top 10 defense. Yeah. And so he had a heck of a lot of help. Uh, so he could be just an okay quarterback, but let's, I mean, Brady was great. Come on. He, he made great plays. True. The dude, he was clutch. He, he just, he showed up. He didn't make mistakes. He just, he was a great quarterback. Uh, and, yeah. and arguably the greatest of all time. You know, it's hard to debate that. Uh, however, if you're talking about coaches, Belichick hasn't had success outside of Brady. Andy Reid has outside he of He had that good year with um, Castle, when, uh, 11 Castle? and 5. Matt Castle. Went 11 right? and 5. I mean, didn't, won, make, didn't make the playoffs, but it went like a That was just, yeah, and that's an anomaly there. But uh, all right. So <laughs> it's it's really hard, right? It, it's. It, and I think recency bias does come into a little bit, right? But uh, Andy Reid's been coaching 24 years, so I just had to look this up. Uh, 386, uh, two and 247. Um, I'm sorry. 386 and two. 386 coach, right? 247 and 138 with one tie. Six, 64, 641 win percentage. Playoffs, he's 37, um, 37 playoff games, 21 and 16. Belichick, 28 years, uh, 298 wins, a 662 win percentage. So you got a 641 and a 662. However, the playoffs, he's 31 and 13 in the playoffs, a 70% win percentage in the playoffs. Bill Belichick. Again, now we can go back and take Brady out of that. And how many is, um, you know, what, what's that record like? And, you know, but. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess you would look at age maybe. Um, Reed is uh, 64 and Belichick 70. Yeah. So, you know, you'd look at that, although, you know, Andy Reed's physical fitness may not be quite up to par with Belichick. So that could play a factor into it, you know, as far as longevity. You know, does Andy Reed have another 10 years in him? I mean, I don't know. Does Belichick have another 10 years? Is he going to coach into his 80s? So. I can't imagine he coaches till he's 80. <sighs> I mean, yeah, Dick LeBeau coached to, what, 77, something ridiculously crazy like that. But, I mean, you know, it's not an offensive, you know, an offensive coach. But um, I wonder, you know, you look at Bill Belichick's, you know, just his draft uh, recency, I guess, too. Like, I I don't know how much Andy Reid has a say. I got to imagine he has a huge say in, in, you know, in, in, in draft. And Belichick's missed a lot. You know, he, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they can never figure out how to draft a wide receiver. I mean, you know, wow. the people that they've passed up to take, you know, sometimes it's like, is he, you know, just too smart for his own good? You know, he tries to outsmart everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah it's tough. That's tough, man. I, I think it's probably closer than we think. But, you know, my, I, I guess you're probably right. Recency bias, right? Belichick without, Brady and you know he has he had ample time to try and rebuild um, yeah you know what he had with it, him. Is he so. the Jerry Krause of the NFL? Right. Yeah. I mean I think it's a fair question, right? It's you know you have to look at that situation and say okay. Yeah, they he did have Brady, but outside of those Randy Moss years, they didn't have a clear-cut number 1 receiver. No. Uh whereas you know you could you could argue that Andy Reid had uh, Terrell Owens, Tyreek Hill, uh, and and good quarterbacks in both places with McNabb and Patrick Mahomes, uh, and even Alex Smith, who was a, not only, I think, in some ways an underrated quarterback, but Alex Smith did not turn the ball over. 
Yeah. Like Alex Smith was going to be the guy who was not going to make the mistake. And when you look at the Chiefs and you look at the from, gosh, I mean, from Priest Holmes to Jamal Charles to, you know, their running games, they've had a really strong history of an excellent run game and a quarterback that didn't have to do a ton. Now it's flipped around. And so now they have the quarterback that can do a ton and, you know, they're, they're trying to get more out of the run game. So I think that uh, Reed has shown a lot of versatility as it pertains to, you know, that, that type of game planning. Uh, but he's, he has had some advantages as it pertains to quarterbacks as well, right? It's not like he's been, you know, in, in a bad position as it pertains to his quarterbacks or his running backs. You know, he's had a lot of good things, you know, happen in there. I mean, I just think it's interesting because most of the time, the general public, if you ask them, who's the best NFL coach? Oh, it's, it's Bill Belichick. It's not even a, not even a debate, not even anything to talk about. The reality is Andy Reid somehow, even with all of the success, always seems to be under the radar. And yep. I do think a lot of it is because he has had really good quarterbacks and they don't win every year. You know, they, they, they haven't been like the Patriots because they also haven't always had that. You know, the Patriots played in an incredibly weak division for over a decade. So you were assured home sure. field advantage, a first round by every single year. I don't care what team in the NFL, if you look at all those, those, any teams that made the playoffs over that period of time, no matter what seed, take any one of them and give them a first round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. 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 It is a massive, massive advantage for it. And so I just, I, you know, we, we, I feel like somehow that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes when we're talking about the, those Patriots, you know, dynasty years is that, man, they played a lot fewer games than other teams had to play and they were guaranteed to win almost every game in their division. So you started off the season practically with eight wins. You just need to win a couple more. They're going to get 10, 11. And if you go through those Patriots records over those years, you're going to see 10, 11, 12 wins every single year, every single year. Yep. And 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 it's it's helped by the fact that they played in an incredibly incredibly weak division. Absolutely. And uh I mean outside if you take Mahomes out of the equation though, would you say if Mahomes is not in this equation, would you say that Andy Reid I mean if you take Mahomes out and you take uh Brady out. Now these are all very hypothetical scenarios. But you take Mahomes and Brady out, would you who would you say is the better coach? I don't even know how you'd guess on what the success would be between those teams in that situation. Well, because I mean, I mean, the, outside if you're looking at just the talent Mahomes, around those players, then you know, then I think, I think you'd have to say the Chiefs have probably had more talent around Mahomes. But I mean, that 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 ebbs and flows because I mean, you had the Randy Moss years in New England, and you know, you certainly had some things with Edelman and Welker. I mean, it's not like they didn't have anybody. But they also no, didn't win the Super Bowl that year, right? I mean, even with those Randy Moss years, that was the uh, what was it the right uh, the helmet catch? Yeah, the <laughs> helmet catch. Yeah, and, uh, seventeen and dope, <laughs> dope. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is the argument. <laughs> yeah. Arguments like, oh well, you know, Belichick's only great because of Brady, and you go, well, uh, you could make an argument for that now because without Brady, <laughs> he was not great with the Browns as the Browns, but he hasn't been great since Brady. If you go, I mean, well, he was. Uh, 
you know, yeah, he, like he was good with the Browns. The Browns just did not give him a chance to build that team either. No. You know, like things that were was, turning uh, around very quickly with the Browns yeah. for sure. Yeah, but I think Which, that, yeah, they that usually goes, just turn right back around the badness. Uh, exactly. Yeah, they turn right back around the other way. Exactly. It's a three sixty. Um, <laughs> but I think that's what you know Taz is kind of talking about there too. Right, he brings up right the recency bias. Like, all right, in three years without Brady, you've missed the playoffs twice. You made the playoffs as a wild card, lost in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, it does. But, I mean, you know, he's also working with a rookie quarterback. Um, right. But but then it goes down to, like, okay, I mean, who's drafting these picks, right? Like, who's making these picks? Is it him? You know, and you've got to think that it is. As long as he's been there, he yeah. has the most say. So, you know, maybe better talent evaluator could possibly go to, um, you know, could go to Reed there at that point, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 very uh you know, look, it's it's these things are never clear cut, right? And and we do deal in in hypotheticals sure. in a lot of these situations, but you know, I think that sometimes you start to really do a deeper dive into some of this stuff and and you you, you uncover some very interesting things because for um the Patriots picking Mac Jones, right? So they took Mac Jones at number 15 in the first round. And I have no idea if they would have had any opportunity to trade up or anything. You know, we'd had to, to had to have some some look about that. But ultimately, I mean, you're scrolling down. There there was no other corner uh, quarterback that they were going to take very high in that draft at all. I mean, the next quarterback taken was the last pick of the second round, and it was Kyle Trask by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Then you had Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, um, and I mean we're 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 in the third and going into the fourth uh, round at that point. And so, I mean, look, he he took the the quarterback that was probably the best that he could have taken. Uh, now, who's to say, right? If they had made a big play to move up, then maybe something could have been different. Because when you look at the top of that round, that's when Trevor Lawrence went number one, Zach Wilson went number two, Trey Lance goes number three. Uh, but again, other than maybe Trevor Lawrence, boy, this is just not a good draft for quarterbacks. Not, no. no, no, it's not. And I think Justin was, Fields did go number eleven. Yeah, he would have been curious. I would have been curious to see him with uh, with the Patriots team. That Agreed. would have been interesting. That would have been very well, interesting. So, and we'll see how he does now. A lot of rumors right now of uh, of T Higgins going over to the Bears. Uh, a lot of stuff being put out now that him that might be a possible landing spot. I mean, Bears are going to have to get somebody for Justin Fields. I I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Bears are going to have like $400 million in cap space. Like they somehow like saved it up and are going to spend it all at once. Right. So I think they they have have, $98 million. Yeah. Which is, and then what was it? 35 million more than the next closest uh, uh, team. It's, it's, uh, they have over $98 million in cap space. Number two is the Atlanta Falcons with a little over 56 million. So, yeah. It is it is it is forty two million dollars or whatever uh, more. Insane. So yeah, hopefully they'll be throwing a lot around him at that point. Yeah. So they need to. And uh, look, one last thing here because I know you know we'll start to wrap up the show here, but but one last thing. When we look at the the top ten teams for cap space, I'm going to throw these names out to you. Tell me if anyone stands out to you. If anyone really jumps out to you as a team. When you hear this, that you go, "Whoa, okay, that's that's interesting that they have that much that 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 kind of money that they're in good cap position." 
Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, New York Giants, New England Patriots, Houston Texans, Cincinnati Bengals, Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders, Detroit Lions. Those are your top 10 teams for cap space in the NFL. Anyone there jump out at you guys as a uh, either as a surprise or as a team that could really be on the move with that kind of cap space. I mean, you got to you got to think the Lions, right? At that point, I mean, what they did this year with what they had and now team players are going to want to go there and play for Dan Campbell. I mean, that's yeah. huge. Um, the Bengals are on there, but you got to think like they're going to use this cap space up on Burrow. That's going to go Chase. really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to go down pretty quick. And then the Ravens, like that's kind of surprising, right? Y'all going to have, um, still got to sign Lamar if we're going to do it. Still you know, got to sign him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of rumors around that still. I mean, some saying that we offered him a, you know, 133 mil guaranteed. Some are saying, well, no, you, we offered him 200 million guaranteed. So it's, I'm curious as to what those real numbers are. And if you're Lamar, do you turn down 200 million guaranteed? You know, if, if 230 is the standard, is that what uh, Watson's was? 230? Yeah, 250. Yeah. It was a 250 guaranteed. I think it was 250 guaranteed. Yeah. I think, but I, I could be wrong on that. But I think it was 230. I think Russell had 250. Right. No, I think it's backwards. Yeah. I think Russell is like 189 that can go to 230. But okay. then I'm pretty sure Deshaun's is like 250 or 254 guaranteed. Yeah, fully. But I'm pretty sure every NFL team wants to make that that contract an anomaly, right? Like they don't right. want to. They don't want to even discuss that. Like, nah, this is just the Browns. We're not doing this, right? It so, does yeah. look like it's 230. 230. For Deshaun. Yeah. 230 yeah. guaranteed. Okay. 230 guaranteed. Yeah. He had a 45 million dollar signing bonus. Yeah, so we, we have a lot of cap space primarily because we're saving it for Lamar. Uh, but if he's going to go through the roof going, like, I want, you know, $250 million guaranteed, I don't know that we're making that move. It uh, sounds like, again, it's all rumor mill stuff, but it sounds like we've already been fielding some trade calls. So it would be interesting to see if uh, any of this stuff washes out. Yeah, I heard franchises like, probably on the table, but. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple things, well, you know, and we can obviously talk talk more about the Ravens, but to, 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 to wrap up the conversation with regards to the cap space, the two teams that jump out at me are the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. These are two teams, particularly the Giants, that are on the upswing. They got some good play this year, which I did not think was possible, out of Daniel Jones. And... They have the third most cap space in the NFL at over $44 million. So if they decide to keep Daniel Jones, of course, that's going to cost them some money. I'm going to say they should be able to sign Daniel Jones for the 30 to $35 million range, which still feels too much, but I, I think that's just what he could probably command. And so if you can do that with the right structure and actually have the money to put some weapons around him, mm-hmm. and you have you know Brian Dayball, what he did in the first year with that team – able to come back and now with with some greater weapons i think that's interesting and then obviously you know with the seahawks it's going to totally depend on what happens with geno smith but i think you know when you look at them and you say okay they've got over 31 million dollars in cap space nobody expected them to be able to do anything this year so if you know and i don't don't know their draft capital right now but if you you know if you look at that you give them some cap space and and they can sign and keep Gino for relatively cheap and start to build some really thing you know good things out around him. I know they got to play in that division with the Niners, 
Uh, and the, so they're going to make moves to be competitive. But, man, with that cap space, I, you know, they could be an interesting team to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think what you're looking at, though, is re-signing two quarterbacks that you're saying, are these one-hit wonders? Or yeah, is this agreed. now the trajectory that these these quarterbacks are going to see? Plus, then you think the Giants, they still got to re-sign Saquon Barkley as well, which he is now asking for, you know, what, what – 18, 19 million a year, which he's not going to, I don't imagine he's going to get, but um, so that's a huge, uh, huge risk that you're taking there with those two. You know, I, I think Gino's, you know, I'm, what do you think? Probably in the 20 million range is probably a good uh, spot that you're going to put him in. So they're, I mean, they're going to chew up some cap space with those guys and they might front load most of that just because they have so much cap space. So yeah, yeah I'll be curious to see, what they um what they do because I could see both of those contracts being more front loaded just to be easier to get out of being that you have the cap space now. That's fair. And if you're the Giants, how are you? You know, you got to take like how much money you're gonna be paying Kenny Galladay. You know, you got to put aside some some coin for that. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna come you back into the money. You need to get that Galladay money. You know what I'm saying? Galladay money. Those those 81 yards don't produce themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to. <laughs> You've got to grease those palms if you want to catch more of those balls, man. Uh, <laughs> Very. Uh, that's hilarious. Very curious well, to see what happens with Kenny Galladay in there. And uh, I mean, what a what, that's one of the greatest uh, busts that you could have for a signing. And yet, still, man. they were able to be a successful team without yeah. without any help from him. Yeah, gosh. We got we got the player. This guy's going to put us over the top. I'm telling you, trust my gut on this. <laughs> you know, yeah, all right, well, we'll yeah, we'll trust sign him. Yeah, he just yeah. hey, look, he just had a bad year. Look, just trust my gut. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I, I, yeah, it, it's going to be curious, man. I, and I don't even know really. Like, I haven't seen the free agent list, but like, I feel like it's not like, holy cow, this is like the greatest free agent, you know season that we've seen in quite a while. Like it seems like it's a little bit more quieter than, uh, um, than initially uh, maybe teams thought it would be. Um, but you know, I'm only curious what the bears do. I mean, with all that money, um, what they're going to do with their draft picks, with the draft capital that they have, but I think you got something with fields. Yeah. And I think you got something with fields. I really do. Um, I, I, you know, he was their offense last year, right? I mean, he, he was everything. Um, any any semblance of an offense was was strictly just because of him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see what they can do with all that draft capital. So, man, I guess that'll be a show for uh, uh, coming up here in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. the offseason is going to get very, very interesting because there are just – Man, I mean, there's there's some players that could be moved, some teams that are really going to be trying to uh, to make some changes, and and clearly, I mean, we we started to touch on this, and we can, you know, we'll start to wrap up here in a minute. But you know, the Ravens being one of those teams that have a lot of unanswered questions going into the going into the offseason for sure. Yeah, huge. So, what do you? I mean, what do you guys think about what might happen with with that team? Tim, obviously, you know a little bit more, and and you know, but but in general, what do you guys with think? Baltimore. Uh, um, man, obviously, I mean, the free agent, like you said, Jeff, free agent market isn't that isn't booming. There's not a lot of big names. 
It is Lamar. I mean, the whole free agent market right now is Lamar. Everybody's looking at where is Lamar going to go. You have some, you know, you got some, uh, I think Juju Smith, right? You mentioned there's a one-year thing, how he does. So you have a couple of guys like that who could move around. Your Saquon, your Daniel Jones. But, I mean, they'll sign those guys. Uh, I mean, Ravens, it's going to be, can I bring it? If it's, if it's me, can I bring in any kind of wide receiver that is going to help? Because right now we're hurting in that position. If we can bring in a capable wide receiver and Bateman is healthy uh, and Lamar decides to stay, I think we, with the defense that we put together right now, I feel like we could make a serious run at it next year um, if he just has a, a weapon or two to throw to. Now, he's still going to have to throw. I mean, he his accuracy has decreased. He's not as... He doesn't look as sharp on some of those touch passes that we had seen in the, the first couple of years when he was chucking for 36 touchdowns. It seemed like, man, he right. just had a great touch on his on his throws. That wasn't there this year. He missed some wide-open receivers, yeah. some some throws you feel like you should be able to drop in there as NFL QB. Uh, so am I mad if he gets traded? I'm not mad. I think we'll get a we'll get a haul for him. Um, but uh, I, I think I think we we could potentially be a a team that people have, have written off next year but could make some noise. If Roquan continues to be, I mean, a full year with the Ravens, if he's healthy, gosh, him and – because now you're looking at every level. They talked about it last night on the on the Baltimore Bullies, uh, 30 for 30, how we had just talent at every level of the defense. We had leadership at every level, and we had, we had Hall of Fame talent at every level. I think, yeah, I think our defense alone next year could be, could be something special. Agreed. And I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, next next season's going to be interesting because of the play of young quarterbacks. I mean, really, we talked about it on the show recently, but, you know, when you're looking at the Tua's and the Trevor Lawrence's and the Justin Fields and, and uh, Justin Herbert and Kenny Pickett and, you know, and then your guys a little bit, you know, older, like a Lamar and, and, uh, and now Jalen Hurts is in the Super Bowl and you just have these, these the young crop of quarterbacks uh, man, it, it's it's impressive what they're able to do, and and teams are handing the reins over to them very early. It's not like it used to be where you wanted a quarterback, you draft him, you're going to leave him there for two or three years. Right now, teams understand the opportunity to win is that window of time when you are not paying your quarterback. So you play him right away and stack a team around him, and you've got a five-year window automatically to potentially be able to to make the Super Bowl, and yeah. teams yeah. sell out in order to be able to accomplish that. And then yeah. after you after you have to sign him, it starts to get a lot more difficult. The Bengals have definitely done that with Burrow. Now they're going to have to sign him. The Bills went through that with Josh Allen, and they got him signed, but they still haven't made that Super Bowl. Right, and it's only going to get harder from here. And so, yep. you know, and even even with what the the Chiefs did with Mahomes, that's a ten year deal. So as time goes on, it should actually start to get more and more team friendly. So it's it's a risk to the team up front, sure. but it can get more team friendly over time, which I think makes a huge difference as well. So looking um, at Pro Football Focus, so they they've got their uh, top one hundred free agents. Of course, Lamar's number one. So they project. Five-year, 260, 208 million total guaranteed, which puts him at 52 million per year. Yeah. That's that's tough. And then Gino's right there at number two, four years, 150, 112 and a half million guaranteed, 37 and a half million per year. Um, wow. That's 
that seems like a lot, but I mean, you know, he is the uh, single season passing leader in uh, you know, Seahawks history, so why not, right? You can't let that guy get away. But I mean, if you're signing him to that deal, like you're probably, and this 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 shakes up then the draft, right? Because you're signing him to thirty seven and a half million a year, you're giving him one hundred twelve million guaranteed. That's not a stopgap, right? You're, yeah, he's not coming. He's your in, man now, right? He's not coming in, so you can draft. You know one of the the four receivers that you're or four quarterbacks that you're going to have access to yep. um, with Denver's pick, you're not going to be looking there. So you're going to be looking to now build around Geno Smith, which I mean, if he's not a one hit wonder, it's that's a good signing. It's a good deal. Right. So now you can yeah. get him in at 30 some million a year and now you can build around. Now you can draft, you know, defensive lineman, another receiver, you know, you, you know, you can you build up that offensive line, and you can start really building around him and really create something there if you think he is the person. So it's a risk, but I mean, you're signing him to 110 million guarantee. He's not going to be a one year stopgap. So I, yeah. I'll be curious to see how that one um, how that one plays out. And then, of course, you know, you got Josh Jacobs who didn't get his 50 year option picked up. Um, Where is he going to go? I mean, you got to think, yeah. you know, unless the Raiders are going to come at him with something, you know, he's going to look to sign elsewhere. So, you know, and he, all he did was lead the league in rushing. So, it, you know, yeah, the offseason is going to be, um, going to be pretty interesting. So. Agreed. 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 All right, gents. Well, I think, uh, I think we're safe to wrap this, this puppy up. And uh, just to review the picks we have, I've picked the chiefs. T-Rock has picked the chiefs. Jeff, you've picked the Eagles. So, there is some uh, some conflict, and now we see what happens from here. So that uh, wraps up the You Get the Horns Yay. Super Bowl countdown show. Again, McKinney-less, Ryan McKinney-free, as promised. As there promised. was some concern leading into the show that Brian McKinney might sneak in and somehow infiltrate the show. Yeah. However, no. our defenses were not penetrated. Bryant McKinney has been <laughs> kept at bay. Uh, and, you know, we all we all live to uh, fight another week. So there we um, go. Yeah. So had a great time, guys. And uh, yeah. from here on, we we look at this uh, upcoming Super Bowl. We see what happens with that. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. And we'll talk next week and, and talk a little bit about what we saw. All right, man. All right. All right. All right, on, gents, we'll talk soon. See you. I had a-